The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your health care provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from mood swings, pain, irritability? Have you ever had headache, headache, brain fog, that blah mood, can't get out of bed, can't even get out of your own way? If you've ever had a time when it felt like your brain and your body had gone on strike, today's your day because we're going to discuss brain on fire, depression, and irritability. Today's world, it's very common to see people talking about Inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Is inflammation just in your body? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how when you have depression, it's not just in your brain, it's in your body. Grab someone. If they have depression, get them, get them to listen to this show because I'm going to describe what's happening in your brain and how when you're experiencing depression, it affects how you think, you feel, how you act, but more than anything, how your body acts. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555, from within the U.S. and Canada, 816-251-3555. But remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday from 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday 4 p.m. Central 5 p.m. Eastern you know years ago friends of mine at the Mass General a guy who actually was in my ND PhD program David Michael Michelin he actually wrote a book on complementary medicine and depression and in it they actually showed how they actually treat people with lupus other infections and immune system problems with antidepressants is it because they're depressed no no absolutely not it's because their body has immune system problems inflammation when we have lupus Lyme chronic inflammation in our body 
we release cytokines, IL-1, IL-6, a lot of the inflammatory mediators that are also been going on in COVID. And we get that achy, flu-like syndrome, feeling like we're swimming in mud. We can't get out of our way. We can't focus, pay attention. And a lot of antidepressants can help with that, specifically St. John's wort and SAMI. And so they find that people who take SAMI for lower back pain, it also helps with depression. People who take 5-HTP, well, actually, St. John, uh, excuse me, Hypericum, can have improvement of their immune system, inflammation, and the depression. But what does brain fog, headache, insomnia, mood swings, irritability, hot flashes, pain have in common? All of them are affected by the neurotransmitters that have to do with mood, and all of them are influenced by the immune system. Let's take insomnia, for example. One of the cycles of sleep, deep sleep, non-REM three and four, deep sleep, is very important for resetting your immune system and refreshing your brain. In fact, most people think that REM, dreaming, is important. Wrong. About 5 to 12% of your your night sleeping, and it should be in deep sleep. And if you're not, you're not going to get the immune nourishing aspect of sleep. You're more likely to have inflammation. The same thing with irritability and mood. We know that mood aggravates serotonin. And if you don't have enough serotonin, you're more likely to have problems with pain and immune system problems. And in fact, many of our blood cells, especially our lymphocytes and white cells, have neurotransmitters on them, specifically opiate receptors that are mood-altering. We are in the midst of an oxycodone epidemic. People take mood and pain meds to numb themselves because they are both in emotional and physical pain. And somehow it numbs or elevates your mood. I have a book on my shelf when I started writing this show. It was called, it's called The Emotional Motor System. When I was doing my PhD, I studied the motor system, you know, how we move. In the brain, there is a homunculus, a little model 
of our body. So imagine in our brain, we have a shape of our body. Well, I'm in the field of medical intuition and in our body, we have a map of our minds, emotional centers. So you can understand why if we have problems with our emotions, they signal changes in our body. And when we have changes in our body, it signals changes in our brain. They are one and the same because the molecules are the same. Control of how our feelings move changes how the molecules in our bodies move and ultimately our health. And so this book called The Emotional Motor System talks just about that. How when we are in a situation in our life when we're threatened, how that changes our health. I'm going to repeat that. If you're in a situation that aggravates you in your life, and that was what today is, that's how it affects your health. And there are basic two, two roots. But when I picked up the book, I couldn't believe that one of the things I wrote in the cover, which was that one can have a passive, one can, one can achieve control over threat by being passive, and that could lead to health. I had to, I had to figure out where it said it in the book because it felt so wrong. Think about that. Usually in our life, when we're in a threatening situation, which terrorizes us, where we get anxious, or we get angry, or we get depressed, we get active. Do something. Run, chase, hide, do something. It's a very active response. And it revs up our system. The amygdala gets revved up. It goes to the sympathetic nervous system. And it goes to our area in our brain that remember the whole thing. And it changes our brain, a switchboard, the thalamus, our brain stem, and our body. It makes us remember the events and lays down fears, phobias, anxiety, and of course, a side dish of resentment. And, you know, vendettas, I'll get you. However, imagine that one can create in the threat of, in the face of threat, passivity. And that can create health. I had to look at it again. And I remember, I don't know what it is, there's a lot of UFOs in the news. I remember a friend of mine was this big UFO person. And this was in the 80s. And he says, if they come in, I'm going to go get them. I'm going to get them. 
And I remember saying to them, if they come to get us, I'm going to hide. And he went, how could you be so passive? How could you be so passive? I said, I'll hide. That's what I'll do. I'll just hide. I'll hide under a bed. And he said, what kind of courageous person are you? You're not going to fight? And I went, nope, I'll hide. And little did I know that one can create health at times by being passive. Now in my six, I'm 60, not 60, 60. I realize that it is exactly, one can create health like and have measured levels of inflammation in our body. Sometimes your white cells need to fight to eliminate bacteria, viruses, and then the fire will go out. But if they stay fighting, 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 when the injury is gone, that's chronic pain and autoimmune. And we need our frontal lobe to extinguish the fight. And that's mindfulness. And it goes back to the Karate Kid movie, the end of the first movie. He wins, Danielson wins the competition. He goes, Mr. Miyagi, I'm so excited. We won. We kicked ass there. We got to do it again. We got to go fight, fight, fight. And Mr. Miyagi, because remember now, karate, sometimes you fight and sometimes you don't. And everybody used to say Mr. Miyagi was too passive. And Danielson goes, we need to fight, fight, fight. And Mr. Miyagi goes, Danielson, fighting never good. Someone always get hurt, and that's inflammation. If you fight, 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 you're going to get hurt, hurt, hurt. You're going to have pain. You're going to have coronary artery disease. You're going to use up your tetrahydrofolate. You're not going to have enough B12. You're going to have excessive homocysteine. You're not going to have enough SAMI, which is an antidepressant, anti-inflammatory. You're going to have excessive methoxy, catecholine, catechol estrogens, which is the inflammation of breast cancer. You're going to have not enough SAMI, which is important for inflammation and depression. You're going to have excessive homocysteine, which is the inflammation of cardiovascular disease. And you're not going to have enough tetrahydrofolate, which is important for immune, anti-inflammation, and cardiovascular low inflammation. Suffice it to say, I just described inflammation and multiple pathways between the breasts, the brain, the heart, everywhere. Danielson, fighting never good. Someone always get hurt. So we need to know when we should fight sympathetic nervous system. But if must fight, must win. Sometimes it's important to be passive. The serenity prayer. It's a difference between willingness to just be and willfulness to change something. And the serenity from a higher power to know the difference. That is ultimately what will help us extinguish the fire, find serenity, and be at peace.
I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about brain on fire, depression, and irritation. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to find me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. Where am I going to be next? Two months. Two months. I will be doing my seven-day class on medical intuition. It's a summer camp. Pack your bags, pack your bathing suit, no tube tops. We have a dress code. I have my seven-day class. It's a summer camp, certificate training. People are signing up. Will you be? Will this be your year? www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. Or maybe you can't get online today and you want a reading, go to www drmonalisa.com www.drmonalisa.com we will go to line 3 Maria 47 I'm Dr. Monalisa how can I be of help hi good afternoon thank you so much Uh, it means a lot to me I'm just having so much difficulty trying to access help to get psychological help ever <clears throat> and even you've to never, get you've never had help before not proper psychological help I tried I never connected with someone and then I never trusted anyone to talk to then when I finally did they weren't we couldn't focus on anything really because of the circumstances um dealing with social security so it was a lot more letter writing than actual therapy and fighting to get medical appointments that he was trying to intervene on um so in words, didn't you, had, you had insurance problems insurance problems too yes and um right now i'm having the same where i was told we recommended to try medication I always was averse to it, um, was finally agreeing to it, but was concerned about side effects and not sure which one to for sure go on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then upset about payment. You sound like you're upset because for a long time you haven't known how to bond with people, how to get people in your life who give you a sense of safety and security and sense of belonging. In fact, I see a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe insecure and give us a sense of belonging and sometimes when we lose connection to a mothership when we lose connection to a family that is like the biggest form of depression and I see a nurturing person in your life and somehow you become detached from them where is your family of origin um, America and uh, Mediterranean. I mean, but where is your mother and father now? 
Are they still alive? No, they recently passed on. They were there wasn't never there was never any real emotional support. It was a little abusive, um, well, a lot abusive. Um, but when you, lived, when you when you live with them, mm-hmm. a lot of people have abuse and neglect. Mm-hmm. But it feels like even when you live with them, you you've had a hard time connecting with them. Is that true? Oh, because they were. Oh yeah, it was abusive till they like crossed over, um, and then it was with other family members that I'm living with now. And I spent the morning trying to re-get psychological help, and it just keeps blowing up. And okay. this it is just, what I want to suggest to you. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. With you, there's an Elton John song about somebody who gets disconnected from Earth. I think it might have even been that astronaut song. I'm not sure. The point is, it feels like since the very beginning of your life, you've had a hard time feeling connected and understood with anybody. Anybody with 46 chromosomes, anybody who's human. Mm -hmm. Anybody in your life that you felt close to and understood Um, That's a long. See how long that took you, took you. The reason why I say that is because sometimes you have to start somewhere. It sets you up for more disappointment because then when you try to get therapy, and I'm not saying to stop therapy. I'm simply saying then when you try to get additional people with additional help. You just get disappointed more. Yeah. Do you understand? Because you're looking for the same thing. I want, I'm not saying give up on therapy, but a lot of people like you turn to animals, turn to plants, turn to something else that's alive, that has an innate understanding, so that when they look at them, being in their eyes, they feel an instant recognition, an instant understanding, an instant solace. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I tried. Part of that. A lot lot of people who have a history of abuse and don't have very understanding parents and family members who don't connect find Animals can be very comforting. I want you to spend some time with yourself with a pen and a notebook and write down the moments in your life. What did you find most comfort with? There was a study of a lady who had Asperger's. And I'm not saying you have Asperger's by far. And with her, it was horses. And to the point where she created this entire career on her with horses. And she talked about how she was different. And now there are all these people who talk about how they're atypical, meaning that their brains are different because they bond to people differently. And by changing your expectations, that 
other people may not be able to understand you in the way that you would wish they would, then when you do try to get help, you don't get as disappointed and angry. I know this famous psychologist, she said that resentment are premature expectations. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. I want you to think about it that way. I'm saying keep trying to get help, but I'm also saying to try to reframe your expectation. Good luck. You take it easy, okay? We'll go to line one, Renee and Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? And we're going to just start this because we have to go to break soon. Okay. Um, Having digestive problems, want to know if I'm on the right path to healing. Well, first of all, yes, you are on the right path. Good. And second of all, this is just a blip in the road. Okay. And third of all, you're, you have to see that each one of us has an area in our body that we speak fluent intuition. It's a window through which intuition travels. So just like the drive through window at McDonald's, you know what I mean? They go, yeah. would you like fries with that? Your digestion is the area in your body that lets you know that something in your life is out of balance and it talks to you intuitively. And what your problem is, is what you do daily. You run in lots of different directions, take on a lot of different projects, but it's busy work. It met, used to be challenging, but it's not anymore. And there's some dream of what you wanted to give birth to. Remember, now we're going to go to a break and you're going to hear music and it's not an auditory hallucination. Okay. I want you to know, <laughs> okay. do, do not think that you have lost grip with the reality. It's simply, <laughs> it is simply a, um, you know what I'm saying? It's simply yeah. the music saying we don't, we have to go. Okay. So what you do daily, there's some dream that you put off because you think either you, it's too late. It's not. 69 is nothing. Otherwise, I'm over the hill. And, and that there are other people that though they seem reasonable their life is stabilized by yours it's time that you focused on yourself and this dream you want though you think as are impractical however if you change what you do for work it's going to inconvenience other people and you don't like to inconvenience people it's like a phobia of yours what do you do for work um, I'm not working right now. What was the last thing you did for work? Uh, I actually sold, um, I was like in the healthcare industry and then I, I sold supplements, natural supplements. I want you to hold on, okay? Okay. That's what I, I hoped. There's my music and you know what that means. When we come back, we're going to talk more about brain on fire, depression, irritation. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Renee, are you there? This is line one. Can I speak to Renee? Yeah, this is Renee. Okay. In your job where you worked, 
I see it was between you and other people, and there was triangulation. All right. Um, I don't know how to say this without getting a bunch of people calling and yelling at me, so I'm going to say it another way. Okay. Were there complicated interactions between you and other people? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. And was there, were there, did people try to rope people in to do things? And was there guilt involved in coercion? Um, hmm. Maybe for a short period of time at one job, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that why you stopped doing it? No, I um, I retired, and then I took care of my parents, both of my parents, before they died. How long ago was that? Well, my dad died two and a half years ago. My mom died in February. Okay. So that's where you were running in lots of different directions, taking on a lot of projects. Yeah. And... If you t- did took care of yourself, people were just used to you taking care of them. Yes. And you actually gave up the job with the supplements to take care of your parents. Yes. Is that right? Yes. However, the busy work with the supplements still wasn't using all your gifts, talents, and skills. No, I don't think so. And I think it did involve coercion, but that's yeah. for, well, yeah. of, of course it was. Sure. You and I both know that. We could talk yeah. about it over cappuccino but we'll let that be because this is a little bit of a private conversation yeah suffice it to say you know i know and we both know why that would be so you were glad to get rid of it and take care of your parents but now you have free time on your hands and you're not using all your gifts talents and skills and there's something you put off that you could do but you think you don't you're too old what have you always wanted to do that you think you're too old or too tired or your brain can't do? I've got to think about that because I've never really taken the Okay, time. no, no, no. We're not going to think about it. We're going to just do it because third chakra is digestion. It has to do with self-esteem, responsibility, work. Oh, okay. Um, how far did you go in school? I went through three years of college. Three? I love it when a game plan comes together. Not four, not six, yeah. three. Three, yeah. Why not four? Uh, circumstance at the time. Can I tell you? That's about as vague as saying, what are we having for dinner? Food. Okay. I know. I know know you know. Circumstances, you got pregnant? You got married? Mm -mm. Uh, Needed to get a work, needed to go to work. Money. I did everything to stay in school short of prostitution. (laughs) 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 I'm not kidding you. I'm serious. Yeah, you were driven driven right so yeah. money wasn't the reason why you didn't stay in that last semester well I, actually the, the first uh, job I had was really fun I was I assisted in the early days of endoscopy and uh, let me tell you they didn't use anything to knock you out oh really so is that your first job after three years of college yeah that was my first okay job. so there's a reason why uh-huh. it felt like a career yeah it did and it was an escape out of college yeah and what were you start? So that tells me that I actually see something that you could be doing, but you didn't. You don't. Anyway, what were you studying in college? Um, I was studying um, like nursing, nursing courses. Thank you. Yeah. Like nursing. Mm-hmm. And you left, left, and you did something like nursing mm-hmm. or nursing light. Yeah. 
you worked an endoscopy. Yep. Correct? Yep. And it was fun. Yeah, it was at the time because I was young. Right. Yeah. And I worked in labs. It was I felt like a cowboy. Yeah. I went from lab to lab and blah, blah, blah. And then how long did you work in endoscopy? Uh, seven years. And then? And then I worked for a family practice doctor. And what forced you out of healthcare? Um, well, he retired, and I was really tired of healthcare okay, at that point. Okay, can I tell you something? Yeah. Because you were doing something that didn't involve your head; it involved your hands and hoofing yeah. it every step of the way. Yeah. So that does tell me that you had a dream. Yeah. You had a dream with your head in healthcare, mm-hmm. not your hands or your lower back. Yeah. Do you get it? I get it. Yep. It's like <laughs> pulling <laughs> teeth, and it wasn't in dentistry. Yeah. So now you were selling health supplements, correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I was, yeah. Right. So now put all of that together. Okay. You really want me to write this out. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I see a change in range of motion in your neck, especially on the right side. I yeah. can't figure out that what happened in your neck. Um, I well, I had a motor vehicle accident. Okay, okay, wait a minute. Okay, forget about it. Hold on a second. Yeah. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. In the past, I saw a capacity to make hormonally sensitive densities in your left chest wall, densities that tend to calcify. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. You've worked on this. However, mm-hmm. you, pro- you go, uh-huh. See, you're really easy to read, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Why? Because that makes me want to kick your... <clears throat> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because it means you should do something with health that's fun. Yeah, what is that anymore? Oh, come on, you know, and you're just being cagey. Uh-huh. I wonder if your body has problems with fat oils. You used to have problems in your right upper quadrant underneath your rib cage. Your, prob- your body, if you let it go, would easily gain 20 or 30 pounds. I could, I I, your- I could gain about 20 pounds, let me tell you. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. You take for your neck? Nothing. How long have you had digestive problems? Uh, well, they started after a bad case of food poisoning, and then um, I, I think I was on tetracycline for too long at one time for skin problems, and I think that changed my whole microbiome, and then, yeah, that's how long I've had it. So it's been a while. But Let they've t- been more acute in the last two years when my parents were having problems. Okay, first of all, I want you to get, if you haven't already, scoped. Um, I'm scheduled for one, yeah. The second thing is, 
I want you to get scope from below too. That's yeah, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, uh, from above and below, because there's something different about your right lower quadrant, and I don't know if they can get there. Mm-hmm. But it feels like you have pockets in your bowel. You have to be very careful about your joints and your neck, because if you take NSAIDs or stuff like that, it can influence your digestion. Yeah, I won't. Right. I won't take them. I, even if I'm in pain, I won't take them. I understand that. Yeah. However, there is a problem that you don't exercise, and it forces you to keep aggravation in your body. Mm-hmm. And you, it, and then it causes you to keep it in your digestive tract because mm-hmm. you never release frustration. Unfortunately, you don't have any joy either. I'm trying to get you to realize at this stage of your life that you can do work for fun. Do you understand? Yeah. I just got a truckload of, I don't know, 84 volumes mm-hmm. of the Mishnah. I can't tell you. I'm so thrilled. They gave me 20% <laughs> off. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. I think they <laughs> forgot a volume. Suffice it to say, it's not work. Yeah. And I got this new um, this book over here, Emotional Motor System. I think I'm going to read again because I realize it's really cool. Suffice it to say, other people would find that work. Yeah. And they would say, why are you reading it? You don't need to read it anymore. You're not. You're retired. Because what else am I going to live for? What are you saving yourself for? I, I like, I mean, reading brings me joy. No. Yeah. People bring you joy with what yeah, you've people- read. Yeah, I'm not telling you to work in a in a, in, a, in, a, in a practice. I'm telling you to learn, work with people, and share what you know for yourself. I'm telling you to have an avocation, calling it a passion. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I do. Otherwise, it's going to affect your neck, fifth chakra, having a voice in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? I get it, yep. And then ultimately your brain. Yep. With learning and memory. What did your parents die of? Um, well, my dad was almost 95. My mom was 92. So just, you know, so wear you and tear. Have, you have 20 years. Mm-hmm. 20 years. Yeah. Get busy. You know exactly what you want to do with it. I Health, do. herbs, health Care plus herbs equals a career in health care with herbs. <laughs> Jesus, mother <laughs> of God, that was difficult. <laughs> one plus one is two, first grade. Good luck. You take it easy, okay? okay thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. We will go to line... Wait a minute. There's nobody online. So, let me give you an example of how a person can have chronic inflammation. It can also be actually intuitive. And that's one of the things I haven't talked about. It's something I call the stigmata. Intuitive stigmata, a lot of people talk about empaths these days. And it just so happens that a lot of people are talking inflammation. What does that have to do with each other? 
one of the things is, is that you can carry emotions which can affect your immune system in your body, but your emotions and intuition and inflammation can be affected about someone else's life. Yesterday, the day before, my cat, Conway, started getting sick. And he started throwing up. He got sicker, he got sicker, he got sicker. I brought him to the vet. And they thought maybe he ate some poison. They weren't sure. His only abnormal blood test was his white cells, which were slightly low. Okay? Around that time, the day before, I have been not well for a while. And I had my fasting blood drawn, normal fasting blood drawn on Monday. And I'm very connected to my animals and obviously other people. I'm very apparently empathic. It would drive me crazy. So I had my labs drawn. And son of a gun, as it would be, what does my lab show? Like Conway, I have a low white count. Incredible. And no one can tell me why. And of course, right before he goes into the vet, I get sick in my digestive tract. This has always been the way it's been with me. Always immune system and always inflammation. If this is you, understand that you have the stigmata of an intuitive. And yes, you can say you're an empath, but intuition or empathy mm -hmm. is in your right brain. And when you carry feelings in your life or somebody else's life, it goes to your adrenal gland. Mm -hmm. Your adrenal gland releases cortisol which can affect your immune system in your body and create inflammation. So you understand that you have a problem in your life, it can create inflammation in your brain and body. And if you pick up intuitively somebody else's problem, it can set off a daisy chain of inflammation in your body. So all of a sudden, I have Conway Twitty's white cell count or does he have mine? Because it's well known that animals carry animals carry health for their owners or their familiars. We'll go to line one, Michelle, 58. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. I've How got something called, good. <laughs> um, I have something called uh, volvulus. My stomach is flipped. Oh, so my it doesn't God. Always, How long have you had volvulus? I was diagnosed, uh, I think it was three years ago, because I was having chest pains, and they thought it was maybe heart-related, but it was my stomach is, is shaped really strange, so I get really bad chest pains and heartburn. I have to be cautious. Um, did you get obstructed? 
I ha- I didn't. I, I have to go to the uh, to emergency if if the uh, the pain lasts longer than an hour, and then the uh, thoracic surgeon will go in and and fix it. How is it your stomach or your small intestine? My stomach. He said it's really shaped. They tried to do uh, a swallow, but like a barium swallow, but it it looked like an origami. They said it was really shaped odd. The first thing I but, see. I, the first thing I see is important for you to know is a whole, first of all, why now? You weren't born with a volvulus, volvulus, and why did this occur now? There's a whole th- area called neurogastroenterology. The head of that department, that, that um, international society, is a, name, a guy named Michael P. Camilleri, and he's at Mayo Clinic. He's the chief of the department. I know because I went to see him. Unbelievable man. Why now? Why then? First thing I see is some event happened, interestingly, with your work, that was heartbreak for you. You were 58. Mm -hmm. It, It was extremely traumatizing for you. It was similar to an event that happened in a family that didn't feel fair, right, or just. It involves someone who's supposed to be nurturing for you, but was cold, indifferent, ruthless. And you were trying to have a relationship with someone that you believed was kind, but someone behind backstabbed you. Mm. I see this situation can be associated with symptoms of your body. I understand that you may have a genetic susceptibility to this. This may have been subtle in your body. But you have to ask yourself, why at the age did you do this happen that all of a sudden your digestive tract turned into an accordion? <laughs> right. The right brain, the right brain has is predisposed to having connections to the digestive tract, specifically the right limbic system, so much that when some people have temporal lobes specifically, when some people have temporal lobe seizures, that area of the body, their digestive tract, obstructs. It stops moving. It's almost as if when they have emotional trauma, that area just seizes up. So it does not surprise me that the the motility of this area changed after shock. What happened in your life around the time that this occurred? Mm, I'm thinking about a person who I hadn't I didn't expect that she would backstab me at work. What, what, wait a minute. What? We'll just call her Mary, not her real name. Okay. <laughs> well, I, Was she at work? Her. Was she at work? Yeah, I worked with her for uh, for a number of years. I didn't uh, expect it at all. I didn't know how much she she actually disliked me until she was was retiring. And, and then what happened? I found all of it. Um, I thought that dur- during the situation you had to retire or it had something to do with retiring. This was her retiring, not you. Right. What did she do? She tried to uh she tried to get me fired. I mean, she made up horrible okay, so stories. Then, okay, so she tried to get you fired, so that would have been a retirement. <laughs> right. So, 
Right, because that's what it felt like. Yeah. Why would she do that? I don't understand it. I don't. You have to. You have to wait. Blah, 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 blah. You have to find out. Ah, uh, I've been told it was jealousy. No, um, everybody says that. Everybody says she, that. She that thought makes I didn't no work as. Yeah, she thought I didn't work as hard as her. I think no, you have to. Say, no, but you understand. That's such a ridiculous thing. So she was in the first grade and somebody throws something at you and you go home and your mother says, you know, she's just jealous of you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's such a bad excuse. <laughs> that makes I no know. sense. She was jealous of you for years and all of a sudden now? Why now? No, I don't buy that. I don't yeah, buy that. It, Let me ask you a question. Even, if she was mm-hmm. retiring, were you supposed to take her position? No, I was actually her, um, I was her boss. You were her boss, and she was retiring. Yeah, she didn't like that I was her boss, neither. (laughs) So this was her way of getting a dig in you before she left. Oh, yes. (laughs) So in other words, she resented you all those years, and so the only way she could let you know how much she disliked you was to tailgun you before she left the building. Right. Yeah. And how does that remind you of you growing up? Who in your family did that growing up? Oh, gosh. Uh, I didn't really feel like anybody had my back growing up. No, we were kind of on our own. Yes, but you have a great capacity to see the best in someone and put a blind eye on their difficult side. Mm-hmm. That's how That's how you um, compensated. They call it naive. <laughs> no. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you. I know. I, I had a best friend who accused me of plagiarism. Oh. I had another one who blackballed me. <laughs> I had another oh. one who told me, I'm not even going to get into it. The point of the matter is, I've told this to someone, they went, wow, you need to get better friends. I'm like, <laughs> no. I just never know that. And when this happens, I go, why would they do that? If they love you, Mm -hmm. it's like, because I didn't see it. You are blinded to this. You didn't get any idea. It's like called a sucker punch. That's what happened in your abdomen. When someone sucker punches you, they hit you right in the abdomen. That's called a sucker punch. And that's what that feels like. A volvulus, I can't pronounce it, volvulus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is where someone hits you right inside the stomach with you unprotected. Mm-hmm. Sucker punched. And you must have had some idea and your way of existing is say, ah, oh, no, they love me. They love me. You get it? Yeah. You get it. I like it. I like to trust people until I have reason not to, but I can I tell you I did, you got, that's the whole point. I like to mm-hmm. pe- trust people until they want to. I want you to get a counselor who looks like this incredibly supportive mother that you can go <laughs> to the next door lady who you go to 
and they just say, go to the, go into the kitchen, open the fridge and get whatever you want. That kind of lady mm-hmm. or man, mm-hmm. go to them and tell them what happened and say, and then I got the volvulus <laughs> and say, you know, I understand that every illness is always in part genetic, blah, blah, blah. But then this happened. And I think it's a trauma response. Can you help me understand the connection between my childhood and this? Because I think if there's something you're really missing, that you really got sucker punched by one of your siblings, and you're putting it out of your mind. Do you understand? Yeah. Because you don't want to think about that person couldn't possibly do that to you because otherwise how could they love you if they acted that way and some people that's just what they do in fact that's what Conway Twitty did Conway Twitty all night before he went to the vet he bit me (laughs) a cat bit me and he growls I'm like this is mommy (laughs) like you know me you love me (laughs) It's because they can love you and bite you at the same time. Do you know what's called a paradox? That it's mm-hmm. possible to love someone and and be as angry as hell at them at the same time. You know right. that, right? Yeah. But you don't. Because if you <laughs> did, you'd be able to believe that this lady actually liked you, but she hated you. Yeah. Because she maybe she hated all bosses. She resents them. Yeah. Go see somebody because you've got to get this thing cleared up. You can't be walking around like that. I want to no. thank you for welcoming you today. You've been listening thank to Healthy you. Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.